Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 430. That's IGN's Nintendo Show, and I'm your host, Zach Ryan, joined today by Per Schneider. Hello. Andrew Goldfarb. 430 Blazer. And who's that way down there on the end? Scoop. David Hatfield of GameScoop fame. What's up, yeah, guys? Never. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. Well, thanks for having us. Uh, I just wanted to point out, I did say that it is episode 430. Oh, I've yeah. done the math. That is the correct episode number. <laughs> I've got it wrong three weeks in a row now. Wow. So You yeah. did the Third math. Time you counted? 430, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. did the math. Yes, I, by, the, by, by saying... I did the math. I mean that I just counted. So <laughs> thank you for that, Andrew. Uh, guys, good news. It's almost November, which means that it's almost December, mm. which means that it's almost time for Christmas. IGN Fan Fest. Oh. Come celebrate the year in games at, with IGN at our Fan Fest presented by Fruit Loops. Your favorite game makers, streamers, and game personalities will all be there, and you will want to join us. That's an order. Friday, December 7th in Los Angeles. Stay tuned for more details on how you can be part of the action. Damon, will you be at Fan Fest? I don't know. Wow. Andrew, I think See you will be guest. there, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there yes. Go. I would love right. to be there. Featuring a special guest appearance by Andrew Goldfarb. Goldfarb. I'm going to dress as a Fruit Loop. Trade, trade your Pokemons <laughs> with him. Big round, like. <laughs> uh, what if people think you're a donut? 
Oh, I mean, I'd be uh, like a pink or that's a risk. green. I donut. feel like that's a risk that you're yeah. running there. I mean, I wear the outfit all the time, and people usually get that it's a Fruit Loops. So yeah, okay, that's fine. that's fair. Well, I, we haven't been on the show in a while. Where, where yeah. have you been? What have uh, you been up to? I don't know. It's been busy. Uh, it was event season, and uh-huh. then uh, just uh, been playing a lot of Pokemon. I'm sure. You know, Still, <laughs> time we'll is money. Get, we'll get to that later. Much to the chagrin of our audience, I'm sure. Damon, what about you? We, it's been that? a while. It's been a while since you've been on NBC too. Yeah. How's things I, over in Scoop? You celebrated your 500th episode. 500th episode of Can you believe that? We're we're 70 short episodes behind. You, yeah, so. you'll catch up to us. Yeah, we'll be there in about 18 How, months. Here, I'll tell you what. We'll take a break, and okay. we'll wait for you guys to catch Thank up. You. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. That's very important. Yeah. Then cool. we're just going to like, hold hands yeah. Yeah. Zach, we publish everywhere. Zach might just invent new episode numbers, so we might be able to catch <laughs> we're up skipping all for, yeah. well, We're skipping all the 30s and yeah. 40s. We're going straight to 450. <laughs> Perfect. We're kicking sure. it off. Yeah. Guys, I've invited you on the show today for several reasons. Reason number one, I like you. You're, you're, you're both good guys. Uh, number two, um, you're two of IGN's Nintendo, or, uh, sorry, Newsboys, and mm. we have a lot of news mm. to talk about this week mm. all right yeah. uh, so first let's start with some softball stuff um npd numbers oh man i mm. love npd i know yeah. damon really likes the npd the, the npd numbers so here we go uh good news for four nintendo games hanging out in the top 20 uh on Whoa, the NPD. hold on a second you're already moving the goalpost now it's top 20 yeah yeah that's not good news. That's fine. That's <laughs> not bad news. Think about all the games in the world. Hundreds of games available at, there are, at your there finger, are hundreds of fingertips. Games available in the yeah. world. That all right. Your, what's in the top twenty? Well, I also feel like really quick we just say NPD uh, track sales in case people don't know that's the uh, U.S. sales okay. or mostly North point of sale retail. So what does NPD? What do the letters NPD stand for? National Poll Data. Mm-hmm. Okay, Andrew, you got like a guess? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 Nintendo <laughs> purchase decision. Nice. Ooh. That's, That's really, pretty good. Damon, really what do you got? Uh, no, I think pair is, is closest. Yes. National is poll data? What? Yeah. You don't think it yeah. stands for Nintendo <laughs> purchase decision? I think it stands for National Puppy Day. Oh, I wish it was National Puppy Day. Uh, okay, so... In the top ten, only one Nintendo game, but that's Super Mario Party coming in at number nine, making a strong debut. Yep. Mm-hmm. Confusing probably... as these are this is September MPD yeah. data. Yeah, and it was true. released in October. Yeah. Why is it's that? Really it's weird. always coming in a month. It's the later. overflow. They, they've got a the couple few of days, days of overflow. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. They've, it's like the week they they do the whole week. Yeah, they've bumped it back a couple times too. So it take the reporting is in a different week than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So now it can sometimes if a you know if a month ends on the beginning of a week, mm-hmm. it can track in like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. It's confusing. Damon is always legitimately excited when when the MPD data rolls through. I look forward to it. Yeah, every and month. he and he says I've heard him say on numerous occasions that he really likes you know, oh the MPD like oh, this is exciting. Yeah. yeah. And I I thought that he was joking for a really long time, no. but he is genuinely interested in tracking those numbers and I love tracking for you know month to month and year to year what uh-huh. the best selling games are. We totally used to done. guess the ra- rating. We, we used, used to have, like a, like we used a, to have a, a whiteboard yeah. and a pool on it. Why don't we ever do fun stuff like that in the office because anymore? Now it's all just work. Now it's all just work, work, work. Now we do it when you're, when you're not around. Is it because I came in and I got like, <laughs> at a management yeah. level? I'm just, come yeah. on, so, good at so done. One one thing on the rankings, obviously this is the multi-platform ranking, which means um, multiple SKUs are consolidated, mm-hmm. which usually favors games like Madden or FIFA, like they big, like big titles. Those, yeah. And they're obviously, they're all in the top 10. Games that uh, uh, appear on multiple platforms. So whenever a Nintendo game does pop up high in the charts, it's pretty meaningful because it's obviously yeah. only on one platform. So yeah. pretty good for, for Super Mario yeah. Party. Yeah, yeah, and the platform with the smallest install base too. So yep. it's definitely like pretty impressive when it's outselling big multi-platform stuff. Yep. And yeah. along the same lines as what Paris is just saying, it's worth noting that Spider-Man, the PS4 exclusive, was the top-selling game. Yeah. Of that is, no that surprise is true, there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in in fact, the the first seven SKUs on MPD this month, all Spider-Man, all the way down. Yeah, yeah. seven yeah. different yeah. versions I, of Spider-Man. I saw Assassin's Creed in there. No, that's true. Yeah. Assassin's Creed wasn't there. But no, I brought this up because yes, Super Mario Party is number nine, but we also have Mario Kart Eight hanging tough at fourteen, which it's, amazing, it's amazing staying power on the top ten of the entire year. Uh-huh. Mario Kart Eight is the is it currently at number ten? Mm-hmm. That won't continue after this month, but yeah. right yeah. as of right now, it's the tenth best selling game of the year. And I believe and, Mario and Kart it's a re-release. Let's not yeah, and I believe that. Mario Kart Eight was also Crazy. one of the top selling uh, or was the top selling Wii U game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think I think it was number one. Oh. Um, so Mario Kart Eight has made a ton of money. Yeah, um, sure. yeah. Where's uh, our sequel? What's that? Where's Mario Kart 9? It probably won't be called Mario Kart 9. It'll be called something weird. Yeah. Super Mario Kart. It'll be <laughs> Triple Dash. It'll be Double Dash 2. Oh. <laughs> I'm, sign me up dash. for that. I'm down for Double Dash 2. Double dash, dash, historically known as my favorite Mario Kart game. Oh, my God. It wow. says so wow. on the back of the box. Zach's favorite <laughs> Mario Kart game. Uh, number 18, Super Mario Odyssey. Good. It's a good yeah, one. Played it. Yeah. yeah. Liked it. Lots of jumps. Everyone says I like that game. Lots of jumps. <laughs> yeah. They got uh, that then Mario still, with the still hanging tough at number nineteen. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch launch title. Little known indie. Yeah. Uh, Legend indie. of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I miss Zelda. I want to go back to Zelda. We'll talk again. about that a little you bit can. later on the show. Um, okay. Oh. In other Nintendo news, 
We're talking about uh, Nintendo Labo coming to the classroom. Now, we don't get a ton of Nintendo Labo news, even on this show, where we have slow news weeks and we have to cover something. But I did think that this was particularly interesting. Um, so Nintendo has partnered with the Institute of Play to bring the Nintendo Lo- uh, new Nintendo theme- Labo-themed program to around 100 classrooms for second, third, and fourth graders across the United States. Um, so it's designed with students 8 to 11 in mind and suited for schools that focus on STEAM learning. Uh, I just wanted to p- kind of put this out to the panel um, this is cool to me. I think it's really yeah. interesting because Labo is such a, a sort of an imagineering kit, and I think it's really interesting to put this into schools, especially with a STEAM focus. Um, what kinds of, of situations do you see Nintendo Labo being used for in school? First of all, is it officially Labo? What's not, that? Not Labo? Oh. It oh, I, I don't like know. Labo, like laboratory. That's yeah, I think it. I think it's probably I Labo, but like I pronounce words weird yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh, Mario plays Labo all the time. Oh, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Do you work in a lab or a lab? That's don't, what I thought. That's what don't I thought. mind me. I just got a <laughs> funny <laughs> mooth. All right. Um, no, Shut but up, I, just to, I just wanted to talk a little bit about like what does you're a father. Yeah. You have several children. I'm a you got a whole. You got a whole gang of kids running around there. Well, I mean, the biggest attraction with Labo is not the kind of arts and Labo. crafts angle, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool, right? Like, uh, smaller, younger kids love putting, like, googly eyes on the things and, like, customizing stuff. And that's obviously really nice for arts and crafts classes. But I think it's the engineering angle that's the most interesting with these devices and then the programming angle, mm-hmm. right? So uh, when you when you build these uh, contraptions, you'll see how they pulled off so much with so little, how they used IR and, you know, how they build, like, virtual tendons in the, in the robot. Uh, kit but then um, as you build your own sets it becomes about uh, creating very simple uh, like program like programming uh, devices and really problem solving like uh, you know you, you can build anything with these mm-hmm. w- with a with a tool set really yeah and I think Pierre makes a really good point that like I think you're at that point where <laughs> you could probably do a science fair that is entirely labo creations like yeah. you yeah, could basically a have a bunch of kids just make whatever they want yeah I think the they engineering I think the engineering <laughs> aspect of this is really interesting right because like we've already seen people sort of hacking labo software and making mm-hmm. sure that like or trying different things within the the software parameters and I think especially for schools that are uh, uh, geared towards STEAM education, this could be like it could be like a really big deal. Um, I mean, I am interested in that so few uh, classrooms are getting Labo. A hundred seems like a pretty small test it's case. Expensive. What do you think about yeah. that, Doman? I think uh, yeah. Last time I checked, I think there are more than a hundred schools in America. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be a lot of schools that are Barely. that are <laughs> Labo less. I couldn't yeah. figure out where you were going with that one. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I would have been stoked if I were a kid and we yeah. got to play with yeah. Nintendo stuff. It does seem yeah. I like thinking back to uh, my scholastic years which was very long ago but like the days where we had uh these extracurricular kind of things like we like i remember specifically we had uh tributary uh like experiments where we had these big like basically dirt mounds and we ran water through them to see like how how like this is the kind of stuff that i think is really interesting like it's like these big like tubs full of like diatomaceous earth and then you run water through it and it it shows like how rivers carve out pathways and stuff like that and was this school in trying to make a point or with yeah, kids with like it. learning. He's just I grew kids up. Like I grew was this at the end of World War II? Or I grew up. Like, I grew up in the backwoods. Okay, so if we, we we had a lab and it was all audio. It was all audio tapes, and mm-hmm. we were so excited when we got to use it. Like you got to wear real headphones and all of that. Yeah, that was high tech for us. And now kids are using freaking switches. Yeah, it freaks Man. me out. It freaks me out to see. Uh, contemporary stuff about kids where they're like using iPads and stuff in school. Yeah. Cause like when I was a yeah. kid, it was so, we had days that were dedicated to computer lab. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Typing class. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like, those are, those are specific one day out of the week you went and played with a computer it, it's and even, it's so ubiquitous now that I, I think I'm that sure. this is like, you know, even better. They probably turn stuff in. Like I would imagine it's like when we were in college, they like turn in homework, online like that blows my mind i sound like i'm a thousand years old (laughs) it like completely blows my mind our classroom was built in the middle of a busy street (laughs) on top of lava long story short i think that's a lava street yeah the street it's very hot very dangerous uh long story short i think it's really an interesting case that this would be that this would show up in schools and allow kids to just kind of experiment and and imagine things outside of what they would typically do in like a regular classroom environment and i'd like to see it you know, more across the board. Because, like, also, there's the factor of, of what the hell are you supposed to do with all these Labo kits once they're done? Well, donate them to a school. Maybe those kids yeah. want to play with them. Why not? Yeah. Ooh. yeah. They're going to need so many extra cardboard kits. Like, I can't yeah. imagine how many extra piles of cardboard they're going to need. But think about how many children will come out of our American school system knowing how to pilot a giant robot or drive a 
motorcycle. It's true. You know? Yep. It's true. about that. Yep, yep. I do uh, wonder how well Labo's doing overall. There's nobody a, knows. Yeah, there's yeah, no, no, there's no, there's no metric for success. It wasn't in, in the July? MPD top 20. Yeah. No. <laughs> Actually, it was, July, it was at number 21. Just yeah. In July, I think it was reported that the Variety Kit had sold 1.4 million copies. That's a, That's a lot of cardboard. Yeah. That's, a That's lot. in as of July. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also wanted to point out that as I was trying to do my just basic research uh, for like Nintendo Labo sales, Google told me that people also search for, is Nintendo a Labo? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right into the question block. Find out. Maybe we can answer that for you next week. Is Nintendo a labo? Click to find how Babby is formed. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, these these news stories are good, mm. but uh, rarely do we get an instance to sort of cover breaking news on NBC. In fact, it usually works out that we record an episode mm. and then news breaks that night or the next day, and we have to wait a full week to talk about it. So I was a little bit uh, nerding out over this next thing. Uh, there's a potential smash leak. Um, we're covering it this under the guise that this is all not necessarily confirmed. And I want to make that clear up front that this is all not, not hearsay because the source seems relatively reliable, <laughs> but it's also not confirmed yeah, yet. Yeah, so. it, it's yeah, it's interesting. But we should say at this point, if you some of us you believe it's real. And so mm -hmm. if you don't want the remaining Smash roster spoiled, even mm -hmm. though usually Nintendo does that before launching the game. Leave now and come back later. Just fast forward until you don't see any more Smash Brothers footage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about this uh, potential leak. So mm. this leak comes from Snapchat, of all places. Yeah. Now, there is a... Uh, this is the strangest story. So mm. it is a French dude working in a graphic design house where they print a bunch well, of promotional material. You've got to even back up before that, because that's even, like, step two. So Nintendo was originally yeah. a yeah. trading card in company. In the 1800s, yeah. in Kyoto. Go ahead. So uh, the planets collided. Yeah. Yeah. Such yeah. A, no, uh, so basically, this, uh, as far as I know, just kind of showed up overnight, mm -hmm. and it was just these posters, these promotional stands, and nobody knew really how this guy had gotten them or what they were, mm -hmm. but... They were uh, the image that they've shown at E3 uh, and that they showed after kind of that August direct with Simon Belmont and all those other characters. That is like that full roster that like everybody's here, big horizontal image. And he had kind of a, a version of that that also had a background piece. And yeah. the, the, the reason people immediately wanted to believe it was because for him to have the background without any of the characters, it would mean that he would have had to hand draw every single one of those. Like, like it would take either tremendous Photoshop work or, or an unbelievable artistic background to fake and, that. And then the quality of the image wasn't so great that you would that it looked like somebody deliberately faked this. Exactly. Well, a lot of people yeah. are saying that that's yeah. because it's coming through Snapchat's compression yeah. and that like the quality of the image might be higher in, in the raw files on his phone or whatever, but the fact that it's like compressed and then transmitted across Snapchat leads the, the image quality to drop. Does so. that make sense? And then it's yeah. saved and right. put and online. Right, and then passed around. It's like a copy of a copy. Um, but ultimately, like, so it reveals some new characters, and um, I guess you can go over who those characters yeah. are. Yeah, so do let's we talk have about... the graphic? Can we yeah. put it on the screen? Dan, yeah. can you throw that up there for us? <laughs> Ooh, so that's... This is, oh, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> that's so not great. The one in the middle is uh, kind of this leaked one, and if you're, if you're looking carefully at it... <laughs> time uh, out, time out. What happened? Yeah, I, this was in higher res when provided. <laughs> Perhaps Where, we'll uh, insert the higher res one. <laughs> if, uh, if you're watching the the video version, uh, we've hopefully replaced this in With post. High res wink, one, yeah. wink. Well, we have uh, a Pete Mondrian picture right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, uh, it's a magic eye blur. Yeah. Uh, yeah so maybe uh, Surah. It's Surah. In, Pointillism. It, you were hopefully looking at a high res version of this if you're watching the video version. But uh, what you're looking at the very top is the everybody's here image from E3. The very bottom one is the updated version of that image with Simon Belmont and what Richter Belmont from, from August. From August, and then yeah, that one in the middle is this this new leak with some outline characters. And so you, here you can see well, here you can yeah, hopefully, hopefully see. You can't see it uh, yet, but let's. So, talk the, about so it. the new characters confirmed for or potentially confirmed by this leak: uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, Banjo Kazooie, Ken from Street Fighter, Isaac from Golden Sun, Mock Rider Woo! from yeah. Mock Rider. Yeah. Uh, Gino from Super Mario RPG, and Woo! then yeah. this is my personal favorite, the Chorus Kids from Rhythm Heaven. That one's so I weird. I freaking love it. That I love one's it. so weird aww, that it made aww, me believe aww. the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the thing about this, this list, and this specific list is why everyone started talking about this. So this matches a, from months ago, 4chan post that it's from this like incredibly angry guy who uses a bunch of bad words, who <gasps> put out what he claimed was the, the remaining roster, and they were these exact characters. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so basically that got everyone kind of investigating this image mm -hmm. and like you joke about that low res version but people in the original image mm -hmm. were able to see the the person who leaked this 
it was watermarked or his name was somehow on it and, and it oh, was yes. meant to be crossed out. Yeah. But you could still clearly make out what his name was. Yeah. So people found that name on LinkedIn, found that, as you were saying earlier, he worked for a company that produces like marketing materials and standees that has made stuff for Bandai Namco. Mm-hmm. It appears he's based in Paris um, or at least in France. And he but, is screwed yeah he's definitely fired which sucks <laughs> like well yeah i mean there, there's all these little interesting pieces of evidence like in the background of the original shot you can see posters for the grinch that the company is also yeah that's actually that's my favorite part of the story before you move on i, I just want to say so one of the big things that's that's floating around reddit right now like the confirmation of this is like the fact that you can see this grinch post so the grinch coming this december starring yeah. benedict cumberbatch there's a there's a poster for it in the the background that features renders of the Grinch character that have not yet been seen. So this is like a new look at the Grinch on a poster in the background and people are like that must it, it means it must be true. Look at that Grinch. I've never seen that Grinch before. Yeah. It's very good. Amazing. But yeah, I, I basically that's all we have, right? Like I mean there there's some more detective work and I encourage you uh, we have a big article kind of See, going through every step. Seems seems plausible. And like sometimes you see something you're like, "Oh, is that real or not?" With this one I saw it I was like, "Okay, I, I buy this." Oof. Now the lineup of characters though sounded at first too good to be true because of one yeah. thing. First of all, you know, Gino being in there, that's like the one whenever Nintendo runs polls, you know, people want this character from Super Mario RPG mm-hmm. to return. But it was Ridley and King K. Rule prior to that. And, yeah. and those are those were fan requests for forever. Yeah. And so, those are finally but in. The, so. But the one that makes it a little bit more difficult to believe is there we yeah, go. Banjo-Kazooie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Banjo-Kazooie yeah. used to be a Nintendo franchise under Rare and yeah. is no longer owned by Microsoft. Yeah, and it's not like a third party like Konami lending them a Snake. Right, yeah. it's it's a yeah. direct competitor lending yeah. them their character for Nintendo's exclusive game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I love Banjo Kazooie. That would be awesome if he was in there, but it's a little surprising to me. Yeah, and it's very. People keep pointing to you. Oh well, they put Minecraft on Switch, and it's like, well, yeah, but that's a game yeah. they're publishing and getting everywhere. profit from. You know, sure. like, well, yeah, number one, it's it everywhere and help Microsoft to put Banjo Kazooie in this game. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh... why. I, that's the thing that makes me the most skeptical. And and you know. To the point of them having a good relationship recently, that is true. That's, the thing. That's what I was going like, to say. Like this is in the same way that we talk about relationship plays. Like, mine, this yeah. is this is Minecraft Microsoft being like, hey, Mario here's a wink it. and a nudge. Like, come yeah. on, they they definitely uh, Microsoft definitely created a more uh, a more friendly persona for itself online, yeah. right? That's With true. both PlayStation and Nintendo constantly like they're they're like positive tweets and all of that, and they make my, they make Minecraft and they make Minecraft for Switch, and Minecraft for Switch has the Mario universe in it, right? Yeah. Like I, I can see that this. I, I believe this. Uh, yeah, when you when you watch the video right now in the center of the screen, you can see Shadow and Banjo Kazooie on the left side. So those two little red wings there, those are Kazooie's wings uh, on top of Banjo. So we've obviously had Sonic in uh, many a Smash Brother game, yep. but do we think that Shadow is uh, what do we what do they call them? Those characters? Oh, the, the uh, Echo uh, Fighters. Echo Fighters, yeah. right? I would imagine. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I would assume that Shadow. And I would is imagine probably that a, Ken would be for Ryu. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, and then Mock Rider, you think for Captain? No, Mock Rider's been, you think Mock Rider's been in previous Smash Brothers, right? Mock Rider has never true? been in no, any Smash Brothers. So. No, uh, as a trophy, a, as an assist. Mock Rider is a fairly obscure NES yeah. game that never got a sequel or anything. They just they yeah. released it on the Virtual Console, yeah. so it has and been I like spotted Mock, again. Mock Rider. I had it as a kid, and I was like, I think Damon the music is awesome. Yeah, Damon there's, is the there's definitely Mock Rider music in previous Smash. Okay, so which leads me to believe I want to say that he's like an assist trophy or a, a something like a collectible. I can't remember. It might be. It might be a trophy or a, yeah, because you know. it was that's how I first learned about Mock Rider because I I didn't know about the NES. He rides a motorcycle, so I don't know how. His fighting stuff. It seems like Ooh, he, he, well, he could yeah. be like Wario. Wario tosses a motorbike. Oh yeah, there you go. It could be his shadow fighter. Uh, the the chorus kids are the interesting one to me because like so good. Ice climber. Well, it's just ice climbers were like notoriously difficult because they're multiple characters and they couldn't get them to work on 3ds. And it's like yep. it's been a whole thing. They were they were a uh, competitive advantage uh, for people. So like. There was a whole issue getting those characters to work. I wonder how Chorus Kids would function. I, w- I wonder if that's going to be kind of three contiguous characters the way that Ice, Ice Climbers are, be. or if it would just swap be like out a, maybe, like yeah, they swap like out when, when they run out of uh, out of juice. Like you can swap them or like tag yeah. team style. That'd be or, cool. Or just maybe just control them in a cluster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just seems to make more sense that you just control but all three of them together at once. That'd I cool. love so the Chorus Kids. We talked about this when when we uh, played the game. The expressions on the characters are just so good. Yeah. Like when they're waiting their turn and they're all like, bah, 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 and they like got this weird look on their face. So good. 
Uh, Isaac from Golden Sun is pretty. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's another great one. Yeah, dude. What I mean, it, it's it's tough to say that a character appearing in Smash Smash Brothers also means Smosh. His well, mouth is weird means, too. Thank you, Zox. <laughs> yeah, uh, appear here uh, means that any of these game franchises are coming back because yeah. obviously uh, yeah, Earthbound's not back. You know, like, we haven't seen Earthbound return, but we did get Kid Icarus and all of that. Yeah, it, it, it just know? you know if this is real, even if this number of characters is real, separate from if these specific ones are, it is so crazy that when they announced everything at E3, we were like. Maybe they'll add one or two more, but it would be crazy to have more than 60 characters. And we're already looking at, like, you know, we got we got Simon, we got Richter, we got uh, King K. Rool, we got Isabel. We get, uh, these are seven more on right. top of that. Like, you're looking at such an insane roster that I, I do well, have to get. And then get, you've got to throw on top of that, like, all the additional stages, all yeah, the additional yeah. music. Like, this is an enormous game. It just, it, it's crazy how much content is in this game. And Sakurai clearly just doesn't sleep ever. They just don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, I mean, it's 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 funny that it's called Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah. And it's legitimately the most content that you could possibly put in a Smash Brothers if, game. If they have Banjo-Kazooie in there, I'd be so happy. Because yeah, that would be awesome. Just think of the stages, and the music is so good, too. Yeah. Like, ah, it's such a great addition. It's just, it, you think about what you, like, as just a piece of gaming history, like, some of these crossovers are so crazy as it is. Like, yeah. even, like, some of those third-party characters being together for the first time is just, like, whatever, Sonic and Snake or something yeah. like that is like, was even back in the Brawl days was really cool to see. But like now we're getting things that I never would have thought possible. Yeah. And, and Banjo as part of that is just really, really cool. The only yeah. sign, I mean, this is the first time you get anything rare back into the game. The yeah. only sign of rare was in the original game, the the proximity mines, at least oh, in the Japanese that, version, yeah. looked a lot more like the GoldenEye ones than, oh, the golden than what they look like now. Yeah. yeah. So that was um, the uh, the rare in there. My, my last question on this topic, uh, do you think that this kills any sort of uh, juice that Nintendo had going for a, a final Smash Direct? No way, because like it's still exciting seeing it confirmed. And what I love about the trailers for this game are that they like toy with expectations. They right. always fake you out, and sometimes they double fake you, like they did with King K. Rool and Isabel, where yeah. they like make you think it's Isabel, and then it's not, and then it is. And then it like, is. I, yeah. I really like that they do that. Do you think they would do an? In, I mean, I I do think a Smash Direct is coming, but do yeah. you think mm -hmm. they'd do a Smash Direct where they reveal all of these characters? I would guess like the three of them, and then there was going to be another reveal I'm, later. I'm so? assuming. I'm assuming that that whatever their reveal strategy is for <laughs> these characters, like it was, it's already mapped out, and Nintendo's not one to acknowledge any sort of leak or or Budge, yeah. mistake on it's, their part. It's so also, it's like it seems to me like they would just do it anyway. So and it's we, not yeah. unprecedented even for Smash. Like don't forget there was an insane leak of like Duck Hunt Dog and all the the final batch for the yeah. Wii U game also That's leaked, right. and it leaked with like pretty good footage that I think came from like QA testing or something, mm. and no one thought that was real, and then all of that ended up being. Real. Guess what? Look, it was real. Look, it was. look at look at that roster. I know. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's wild. Really it's so good. It, it's especially nice, like at high enough res to make out what's happening. That is I think. so good. You make out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, Damon, please. So we're on the show. There's another reason outside of the, all this smash talk that I want. I brought you specifically on, Andrew. Here and what could that possibly be? Oh, it's, it's Pokemon Go. It's Pokemon. Of course. Hey everyone. Uh, Andrew, probably one of the world's foremost Pokemon Go players. The only remaining uh, player. That's, That's not true. Not true. Yeah. We talked about it last week on the show. You weren't yeah. here, but I, I came to your defense because uh, one of the things that, that we see a lot on IGN is like, oh, people still play this game, and Pokemon Go is historically one of our highest traffic um, pages. It definitely so, was, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's died down in terms of our audience's interest, yeah. but like, uh, it passed $2 billion in revenue, which is a just completely insane number. Mm -hmm. uh, so people are still playing it, I swear. They got uh, they got Gen Four in the game, yeah, uh, which is cool and notable because we're now halfway through. So actually, this morning they announced a new Pokemon, uh, like in the main series, which makes uh, 809 Pokemon ever, like in the whole series, oh. and we're at like 400 and I think 10, 409 in Go, which means basically exactly half of every existing Pokemon is now in that mm -hmm. game, which is pretty cool as like a, a benchmark for that franchise. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, we got a new Halloween event. Uh, they yeah, what's up with this Halloween event? Uh, they added uh, all the like spooky Pokemon from Gen 4. So it's a bunch of like the, the ghost types and the dark types. We got uh, Giratina in Legendary Raids. We got Spiritomb. We got uh, Drifloon, who's Miranda mm -hmm. Sanchez is one of her favorite Pokemon. Okay, friend of the show. I, I like how you look at Zach apologizing. He's waiting for me to cut him off. And <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to because Pokemon <laughs> Go is huge, and I brought you on the show to talk about it. And also, we have a lot of time to fill still. So go yeah. ahead. Well, and it's also we're in that boat where uh, you know Let's Go is coming. Uh, we're less than a month out from Let's Go, and I think part of the reason Pokemon Go has actually seen a huge bump recently, aside from new Pokemon and trading and stuff like that being added is the idea of Let's Go. 
uh, they've been doing all these really cool events where uh, Gen 1 Pokemon are boosted, so people are really able to get a lot of cool stuff that will transfer over. Um, mm -hmm. And that's one of the cool things right now, while Ghost Pokemon are boosted, like, if you want a Gengar to bring over to the Switch game, get it right now, because it's really easy to find. Which version of Let's Go are you going to buy? You know, for a long time I was going Eevee. Uh, I, I played it in New York a couple weeks ago, um, and I kind of want to go Pikachu now. Like, I, I kind of have been seduced over to the other side. My original rationale was that we've never had nice. an EV-focused game. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think uh, there's something cool and iconic about uh, when you come into battle, Pikachu rests on your shoulder, mm -hmm. and you whip out your arm, and it jumps off of your arm, and it's like a really fluid, cool motion. I, I think like that game, Let's Go, is really interesting because it's catering to a little bit of everyone. Mm -hmm. like, I feel like there's a, some of the core franchise people, some of the Go people, and then just hit Yeah, we talked player. a little bit about uh, Pokemon Let's Go a couple of weeks ago, I think, uh, just in terms of like how it's it's... Maybe not necessarily for hardcore fans, but it does have like this generic, like general appeal. Yeah. Um. And I, I, I don't know. Like, there's something as a sort of lapsed Pokemon fan. There's something that si kind of speaks to me about that ease of accessibility, um, yeah. and sort of streamlining a lot of the stuff. Like, you know, the the way that egg hatching features or doesn't feature into it. I guess it's like it's a really interesting take on Pokemon, and I like that it ties into this other thing that people have. A lot of people have written off, but there's this whole segment of that, a, a big Nintendo game coming to Switch that is tied directly into Let's Go. Yeah, and I, I put up an article, an interview with uh, Masuda about that approach, about the idea that like even the art style and the music mm -hmm. are meant to be just relaxing and like non-threatening and that they, they really like, you know, Pokemon games have obviously always been you know, approachable. You know, I, I think the the meta is really deep. Hi, David. Hi. Uh, they, you can make them complicated if you want to, but they're they're obviously games that kids have always been able to pick up. I feel like now more than ever, though, like they're really like surface level and, and comfortable to jump into. Anyway, that's my Pokemon hour. Yeah, <laughs> take care. That's Andrew's. That's Andrew's Pokemon rant. Damon, what's up? With, what's up with Gengar? You you're not spending any time with him lately? Not lately. I'm no? off my Gengar ish. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is that a Pokemon? Oh, yeah, Gengarish. That was the only Pokemon yeah. you had. <laughs> Gengarish. Um, I have never played Pokemon Go. We usually we I haven't. played for about a week and then I I dropped off. But I've I've through vicariously through Andrew, mm. I've seen a lot. I've been privy to a lot of Pokemon Go updates yeah. and news. And Andrew always. He likes to tell me about Pokemon Go, but oh, yeah. he always he always starts a conversation by apologizing. He's like, I'm just going to tell you this one thing. I'm sorry. Nice. Luckily, a lot of people are getting back into it, and a bunch of our friends are playing now. So it's like I've, I have some people I can bother other than Zach. If you're if you're playing Pokemon Go out there in the audience, uh, tweet at Andrew. Don't bother me with it. Yeah, yeah, um, mm -hmm. Moving on. Now, today we just put up our top twenty five Nintendo Switch games. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a list that we update biannually. Um, and first of all, I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, how that process works, like how we determine our top 25 list, because we, we do update them a couple times a year. Uh, and uh, actually, this portion of the conversation was brought to my attention by Mr. Damon Hatfield, mm. who, when he went in to record the VO for our list, oh, yeah. he asked me very sternly, he said, <laughs> who made this list? And I said, well, it was like a committee of us. We all got in a room and, and talked about what games. And I said, do you see some omissions? And he did, in mm -hmm. fact, see some glaring omissions. So I let's think talk about I think there's some big omissions, but like <laughs> I feel like they're all your fault. But you had good reasoning for Ooh. it. Rude. Yeah. Okay, so tell, walk us through. How do, we, how do we, as a company, get together? We and, got in a room. We said, hey, here are our favorite games. Zach said no. You that's, can't have that game BS. on there. No, we uh, we usually get people who play um, you know most games on that platform when we do these platforms uh, lists get together. So, so in our yeah. room specifically, you've got uh, like a, a pretty like standard Brian, NBC crew, you, right? Me, it's like you, yeah. me, Brian, Casey, Brendan, yep. uh, Tom, Tom, Marks. Yeah, yeah. You said don't bring Damon, so we didn't bring Damon. Did say don't bring yeah. Damon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you say don't bring. And Andrew, then uh, you know, I actually do, invited both of you. I think but we do. We no, do. No, um, not me. We do bring a ranking of our review scores. We bring our last list. We bring any like uh, any games that we felt were notable that we loved that we didn't review mm -hmm. that we discussed here on the show. We put it into a doc. Correct. Um, and then we start. And then we start ranking yeah and and that's you know. when the blood like really starts to yeah. fly yeah like that's when the tears really come out but because I, I do feel like it's everyone has their sort of uh pet games right the games that they really want to see on the list and it's sort of a back like a democracy kind of thing where it's like okay how many of us feel like this should make the list in general yep. show of hands okay great how many of us think that this is a like bottom tw uh bottom 
12 games how many of us think this mm-hmm. is the top 12 games you know and then like we determine the ranking in that sort of system yeah. in that and then obviously way. there are certain criteria and uh, one criterion for this list in particular was well it's not just like the best games ever released you know that also happen to come to switch are they still relevant are these the games that today you would recommend to your friends mm-hmm. right and like one of the games that you believe is missing, I want it on, on there too, um, we said, well, this is kind of an indie game that has appeared on all these different platforms that arrived very, very late on Switch, and why not recommend some of the more recent titles that are maybe, you know, equal? Look, as, I'm just going to put game. it out there. I'm yeah. sorry if I offended both of you by not including it on the list, but I just don't think that Nickelodeon kart racing game is that <laughs> big a deal, okay? No, yeah. of course, the game that we're talking about here is Darkest Dungeon, right? Mm-hmm. No, Inside. Oh, yeah. Inside. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, so both of those. Yeah, uh-huh. you left off uh, Dark Souls. Too. And Dark Mark Souls. of the Ninja. Started and Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was a little bitter about Towers. I was a little I was a little bitter about Bloodstained myself. That one actually didn't didn't make the cut. Tricky Towers should have been at 25. Tricky Towers is very Okay. Good. Let's talk about this list, shall we? Um, <laughs> starting at number 25, Blossom Tales, which is a Zelda-like, a yeah. very clear link to the past uh inspired cute little adventure. I like that game a lot. It's a lot like Link to the Past, and because it's so derivative, I felt like it was time for it to drop off the list in favor of uh, you know one of the games we just discussed. Yeah. But there's no denying... I didn't anticipate that this was how this segment would go. <laughs> no, it's, gonna, a good, it's a good I'm game. Put I will that shut out up. I'll shut <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Uh, Kirby Star Allies at number 24. Should be on the list. Yay. Oh, I like, oh, I like uh, that Kirby I mean, game the, quite the, a bit. The problem with it for me is that Robobot is possibly my favorite Kirby game. Same. Right before. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and that was an awful high five. Uh, but now for this game, like I, it is really fun, honestly. And like mm-hmm. there, there are people. I think even Brendan, who reviewed it for us, I think said it was the best Kirby. game. He gave it a ten out of ten. Wow, <laughs> perfect Hard Kirby game. Did not. No, that's not true. It, it's cute. Um, yeah. I, its gimmick didn't hook me as much, but I like it. Yeah. yeah, Damon, do you feel like Kirby earns a spot on the list? Uh, probably not this one. This one is a little too kitty for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Super Mario Party. Uh, brand a newcomer. Game. Brand new. Yeah. Co- yeah. Here comes oh, the number nine best-selling yeah. game of the month. That's right. Um. I, I think that this is pretty much a no-brainer. I mean, if you got a Nintendo system, you're going to want to party. And who better to party with than Super Mario? It is, like, the, the actual... Put that on the back of the box. It's also, like, I think Mario Party as a franchise is kind of the butt of a joke every so often. But, like, this one, getting rid of the stupid car and just letting you play on the board in, like, the normal, traditional way really is so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, just the actual core, just board game mode feels better than it's felt in, like, the last yep. five Mario parties. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a really good version. Number 22 is Puyo Puyo Tetris. Here we Excellent. Go. Yeah. Here we Excellent go. puzzle so game still. That's a good one. Great single but you player wanted, and multiplayer. You want yeah. a Tricky Tower instead. At 25, not... Uh, Puyo Tetris should be much higher than this. Uh, number 21, <laughs> which this one this one bummed me out. I wanted this to be higher. Okay. Uh, but it got it got knocked down because it is a remaster. Uh, yeah. This Captain yeah. Toad's Treasure Tracker. Yeah. I, I, love I that. loved it on Wii I love that little toad. I touched it yet on Switch. Oh, it's, it's so good. good. It's got yeah. some exclusive new levels yeah. that are very cute. Oh, yeah. it has Odyssey stuff. Right? But it's yeah. uh, no, it's a good game. And it's you can blaze through it and play everything. And you can go, you can deep. <laughs> or 30 blaze go deep. Blaze it. Yeah. Um, okay, number 20. Now this is a bit of a uh, discrepancy here because, like personally, I think that it's been re-released and and put on so many things that like it doesn't have any business being on this list. But Pear specifically was very very adamant about this game on the list, and that's Minecraft. Thoughts? So why Minecraft and not? Something like Darkest Dungeon or Inside. Or like Dragon Zach Quest Zach hated Killers. the others and didn't want them on there. No, Minecraft. Like, I, hey, I, I hope like you all enjoyed NVC. It's Pear's last <laughs> appearance on the show. No, I feel like there are a lot of people when they see Minecraft, they're like, oh, you know, I've heard about this so many times and I still haven't played it. And Same. I don't like these kinds of games. You Honestly, haven't played Minecraft. Oh, I've played a little bit. But oh, okay. it, it just, it, it, it is that? such a... It's it's an experience that has grown over many years to get to where it is now, and it is a very cool creative set um, tool set. But it's also a great multiplayer game. It is yeah, like this, just a game. It's where it's fun to hang out and work together. And this game on Switch has become a better place to play it because like now that that better together update came, and now that yep. it is cross platform, like it it has actually become like I, th- I think it totally deserves a spot in this list because that version when it was totally isolated, uh, the Mario stuff was really cool, yep. but it's not the place I would recommend people play Minecraft necessarily. Uh, but now, totally. Like, now yep. there's no reason not to. Constantly updated with new stuff. Yeah. All kinds of blocks in there. They just added, uh, what do they add? Uh, pigs or bears or something? Yeah, some stupid yeah, animal. Uh, okay, number 19, Overcooked 2. Yes. Which is good. Uh, we had Overcooked 1 We had overcooked one on our, our list initially. We bumped um, it off, even though they're, they're both very good, but uh, Overcooked Cook 2 has some crazier stages, so yeah. more mayhem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great multiplayer game. Uh, number 18, Hollow Knight. 
Uh, Pear, you, you, I feel like we're a champion for this. On no, the list. I enjoy it. I, I'm not the biggest Hollow Knight fan. Like there are other Metroidvanias that I like better. Take Tom, a shot. Tom is a huge fan of Hollow Knight and championing, uh, champion yeah. for it. But I agree, it's a, it's a really good game. Um, you know, if you, uh, if you like your kind of cool, dark, mystical indie games where you know you progress and and beat enemies and unlock new areas, this one, this one's for you. I love those games. I just yeah. can't get into Hollow Knight. I don't know what it Same. is about yeah. it, but it's the, like. I think it's the art style. I for me. don't like yeah. the art style. Yeah. I look at it, I'm like, oh. yeah. yeah. I would much prefer. I mean, maybe pixel art is played out, but I would. Mu I much prefer the look of something like Dead Cells. Yeah, yeah. Dead Cells, Rogue Legacy, like those games. <laughs> Dead uh, Hyperlight like, Drifter, like, I, oh yeah. And there's so many of those games that are on Switch that I, I just like are more visually appealing to me. Yeah. So, and yeah. as a as a quick aside, uh, Rogue Legacy popped up on the UK eShop. Yes. Uh, oh. So it looks like that's coming very soon. I love Rogue Legacy. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very good. Uh, okay, number 17. Uh, now, this is a game that I felt could have been a little bit higher. Uh, yeah. That's Night in the Woods. Probably the most charming game that I've played in the last couple of years. Very funny, very sweet, and uh, almost bittersweet, I guess the you could best, say. Uh, hands down, the best written game on this list. Yeah. Just the the dialogue, uh, is uh, it's text only, is, is just so well written. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of a... A modern descendant from the classic adventure games, like classic mm -hmm. point-and-click adventure games, where you have to figure out how to solve a certain puzzle in uh, in a certain area. Really I, hilarious music mini game too. Yeah, yeah. Um, number sixteen, my 2014 pick for game of the year. <laughs> so disappointed that it didn't win at IGN that year, my first year here. But um, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Shovel Knight. That's a good one. Shovel Knight is like, yeah. Oh yes, that this game, and I knew you'd be on my team on this, Damon. Yeah, but sure. this game is the epitome of a retro throwback. It yep. is, it is. You know, it's retro crazy. futurism almost. Now that it's out, we can say definitively, Shovel Knight is better than Mega Man Eleven. Isn't that the, weird? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll agree to that. Yeah, yeah. I, there was a long time where people talked about, wouldn't it be cool if Yacht Club got to make an official Mega yeah. Man game? And it's like, I, I would still love to see that. Mm -hmm. I'm still waiting for a 16-bit Yacht Club RPG. Um. Uh, number 15, Into the Breach. Oh, man. Yeah. I love it so Me much. Too. It's Take so it away. good. I'm so glad this is on here. Yeah. Uh, from the guys that made FTL, and it's like a roguelike turn-based strategy game. So taking, I love turn-based strategy, like this guy and Final Fantasy Tactics. Sort of scale that down into short five to ten minute battles and make it roguelike where it changes every time. And there's so many different options that you have for uh, putting together your crew of mechs. Dude, the game is so good. Yeah, Damn, that sounds awesome. Actually. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's it's things like this, like in, in that meeting, the way that Tom was specifically yeah. was talking and Pear was talking about this game. Yeah. I'm not a strategy guy, uh, but this game specifically, I was like, ah, oh, this sounds really cool. Perfect People travel really game. love it. Uh, yeah, perfect travel games because it's mission based and you can play a mission and kind but of walk do you away tell, and come back. What do you tell uh, dum dums like me that aren't smart enough for strategy games? Just play so it, good? you idiot. Yeah. Okay, it, yeah, it is fair. it is uh, very difficult, but actually, um, it has like an in game sort of like trophy achievement unlock system. Okay, and you can earn all those if you play on easy. So, yep. oh, okay, all right. Uh, Number 14, a game that uh, that I would have put a little bit lower, mm -hmm. but there's a few people in the office that really love Octopath Traveler. Yeah, um, I like that one a lot. Yeah, that big game for the Switch this yeah. year. Uh, actually, there's a, there's a question that I want to get to later from the question block about uh, the Switch in its second year. And uh, Octopath, I feel like, is is a good case for like real strong third-party support. Mm -hmm. it's, just, yeah. it's just such a great throwback to the heydays of, uh, of JRPGs, right? Like, it's... If you took a classic Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest game, like the the 16-bit era, and you you kind of like extruded it and put it in this, yeah. it has this weird presentation. Mm -hmm. It has some of the flaws of the early games, right? It's very talky and yeah. it's go here, go over there, and like lots of exploration and backtracking. But it's so charming and it's so like well designed. Yeah. Overall. Mm -hmm. and like yeah. this is, it's a good example of pixel art that's being used in a new way. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's not it's just straight up two D. It's beautiful, yeah, yeah. But mm -hmm. the the real kicker for me was. In the room, Pear put this question out to the to the room at large, and that question is okay. Show of hands, how many of you guys finished it? That's exactly oh, I, it. Yeah. I haven't finished it. Yeah, and it do is you like, plan on finishing it? Because like I'll, I got I'll, a decent chunk in and just decided like I don't need. I, mean, to I got distracted this. by something in my mind. I'll come back to it someday. Right. Who knows if that'll actually happen? Mm -hmm. That's that's my vote. I, I first of all feel like I picked the wrong class. Uh, I would probably play as a different character if I started over again. Uh, What'd you start with? Uh, Janitor. Gender, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Who did I, I really play? want to work my way I mean, up from the this bottom? Is such a you did the dancer, didn't you? No, I, don't I was remember. the hunter myself. She's pretty good. Is he a librarian mm -hmm. dude or whatever? I did the okay. dude. Um, I didn't like it. Like I just, it, it's such a me game. But honestly, playing yeah. an hour of it made me just want to go play Chrono Trigger. Like I didn't. It, it, I don't know if that's even a compliment, but I just, yeah. I didn't. 
it, it there's a lot of games. There's way. a lot of games okay. that do that where I'll pick them up and start playing. And be like yeah. you know what, I'd rather just play X yeah. over again instead. Yeah. Um, number number thirteen. Uh, not a lot more that we can say about Skyrim other than one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. Over a hundred hours Switch. I spent yeah. in that game when it first yeah. came out. One of the strongest arguments for this game, this high on the list. Uh, well, now you can dress up like Link. Yeah, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, number twelve, uh, Fortnite, which I think totally deserving of this high ranking. It's it's. Great on Switch, just as good as it is on any other platform. Another game um, where people roll their eyes just because it's popular, right? right? It's like yeah. Minecraft. Yeah, we talked about Fortnite. this last week, but yeah, Fortnite is a great game, and I think it absolutely has a home on Switch. And I think it's it is, you know, really high ranked in in the pantheon of Switch games for genius yep. design for a multiplayer game where it doesn't feel daunting to step in. Like you step into a new Call of Duty game, you play against real humans, you'll go like. Quick! You constantly get capped immediately. Yeah. In this game, you can sit behind a bush. You can do some stuff. You can kind of like slowly build your game. Yeah. And it's it's very uh, number eleven. Sense. Casey's not here to talk about it, but uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, a game that she really loves and says is very good, <laughs> but also, <laughs> oh sure, I narrow my eyes Great. a little at this one, especially yeah. being this high. Okay. You know, you know, with, I thought Andrew no, was going to champion it. No, no Darkest no. Dungeon, no Inside, no Mark of the Ninja on here. I was like, really? That's uh, better than all this game? I will say that uh, no. even separate from Casey, just a lot of Monster Hunter fans I know really like this mm-hmm. game. Uh, now, Damon, you got well into Monster Hunter World earlier yeah, this year. Yeah, I did like Have Monster Have you given Generations a spin? No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Well, next time you have we have you on the show, I'll expect to you have to have okay. finished that game wow. and got all the best armor. Okay. And then you and Casey just out there right, hunting we'll a, monsters. We'll have a hunt off. Great. Uh, and now we move into the top ten. Ooh, uh, number so for, ten for the top ten here. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about like where this place is on the list, whether or not we think that this is the right ranking for this game, where you guys would have placed it as well. So, uh, number ten, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, which Ooh. historically, for this show, a game that we've we've had a little bit of trouble covering because not a ton of us have played it. Uh, it. It breaks my heart that I didn't get further in it because like I previewed it, I was so excited for it, and then when it came out that December, it was just. It, I just got buried. Yeah, it's like a bad time. It looks like a game I would like. Yeah, <laughs> so it's really. Like, I'd, I'd like to check really it out. Like it. I'd like my, to check it out sometime. I, the thing that really holds me back with it is uh, a lot of the voice acting. Uh, a lot of the character stuff is just. Is there, not Jap- for me. Is there a Japanese switch it voice? To Japanese? I'm sure. Yeah, Japanese yeah. Voice oh, the Japanese is better. Is better. Yeah. Yeah. I think I will probably switch to that. I, I do. I really like. I know you're exactly right. What you were just saying. I'm like, I'll get to it someday. But I, I really do want to go back. And I got a few hours in this game, and I think the battle system looks insane and is hard to learn. But it's actually like just it's so well designed. Yeah, and it's also such a trip. To, to have such a huge, expansive RPG. Like, look at some of these environments just in the palm of your hand while you're yeah. running around the city. Like, it, it's amazing. Like, um, I played probably 10 hours of this game before I dropped off as well, but we have some people in the office here that uh, absolutely love Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and championed real hard for this game to be this high on the list. Yeah, and, like, obviously they support it with the season pass and, like, yep. that big DLC. Like, there's there's... It's like you forget that Nintendo is so good at stuff like this, you know. Like yeah. it's just like we always talk about Mario and Zelda, but I'm actually really happy this is this high on the list. Breath of the Wild, and that they yeah. I, it it was an unlikely you know purchase monolith to yeah. for for yeah. Nintendo to bring that studio in house and everything, yeah. and that they're sticking with making these games because they could have taken the easy route out and reused like Mario Universe or Zelda Universe characters to do something like this or Fire Emblem. Yeah, but they stuck with this franchise, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And, and think back to like uh, the Wii days when there what was it uh, Project Rainfall. Or Operation Rainfall mm-hmm. to, to get those games to, to get localized. And yep. it's like like Xenoblade has seen so many sequels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been on 3DS, it was on Wii, it was on Wii U, it's here. Like it's really cool seeing that franchise thrive. Yep. Uh we gotta get through this list here, guys. But uh I did want to talk about uh Stardew Valley at number nine. Uh Stardew Valley is probably the greatest farming sim ever made. And I say that I I, I get that it is you know, uh, takes uh, a lot of cues from Harvest Moon, but it takes everything that Harvest Moon did so well and and really ratchets it up. And I, I like I dedicated a lot of time to Stardew Valley, and it is a, a beautiful, funny, charming, goofy little game, it's and, just, it, and a like drug. a crazy success story. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yep. What about you guys? Any thoughts? Yeah. Yay or nay on Stardew Valley? Yeah. I think it, it's good. It's not like a good. top ten, not a top ten you, game. Are you saying it's not good. Darkest Dungeon, Damon? Yeah. <laughs> it's not Darkest Dungeon or Inside or Mark of the Ninja or Blood Saints. See, yeah. I like Darkest Dungeon, but I'm not a big fan like you because that game just makes me depressed, man. Oh no! <laughs> like everybody dies. I, re- I like always. revel in it. Yeah. Oh, that's such a. <laughs> it's, it's like a Damon feels like, at home. It's like a very sad, similar, it's goth like a similar kid teenager in their room alone game. It's a very similar setup to uh, Into the Breach. It's like difficult, and your people, your okay, characters are enough. going to die. Where would you have put Darkest Dungeon on the list if you were to put it top? 25 of, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably, it's in the top 15. Okay. Okay. Say, somewhere in That's there. That's fair. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, I don't think anybody saw this coming, and we were overjoyed to have it at number eight, and that's uh, Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. That's a really which win- is yeah. a fantastic. Yeah, I it, choked a little bit, but yeah. fantastic. You're, you're I choked up. Think about it. I just, yeah, yeah. I, I just get so emotional talking about when Mario. When this leaked, I was just merciless and making I mean, the fun whole, of it. The whole office. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like who would yeah. ever want this? And then it was one of my favorite games of last year. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think still a lot of NVC uh, viewers and listeners have ignored this game because oh, it hasn't yeah. it hasn't sold as well as Mario Odyssey or, or Zelda. But this is like if if nobody had told you this this was made by Ubisoft, you would have thought this was first party. Yeah, yeah. And then we got the really meaty Donkey Kong DLC this yep. year as well. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew, I'm going to let you handle number seven here. Uh, and that is uh, Dead Cells. I love this game. I actually yep. just passed on Switch. Uh, I just passed 60 hours into this game yeah. because it's like I. I can't, a lot like Spelunky, uh, it's just one of those games where, like, I, I love the procedural generation. I love that idea of, like, you don't know what you're going to start with and that, like, you have to be, you have to do enough runs that you know how to use everything because you don't know what weapon yeah. you're going to find. You don't know, like, uh, this actually is really deep. This scroll you can see in the video version that he's picking up. You have to basically outfit yourself on the type of class you want to be and then it really benefits you to pick up items that tailor to the the skills you put points into and this game is just so fun. I love the art style. I know it's not a huge hit with everybody, but I just oh, I can't get enough of this game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it, it as much as we talk about Metroidvania games on uh, on Switch and just in general, I think this game is a very clear representation of of just how fluid and fast a Metroidvania can be, and sort of like a totally forward thinking take on that genre. So yeah. people say that I don't think of it as a Metroidvania game. I don't really. really? I honestly don't. I did when I was early in it, but as I've gotten way deeper, I I honestly agree. Like I, I think it is closer to a roguelike. Yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's and much more like Spelunky. I will say that like it, it, Guacamelee Two came out right around the time this was on Switch, and yeah. I, I really gravitated much more towards this, which I was surprised by because the original guacamole i adore yeah. but you keep your powers right that's why people call it well, you, it's like you, there's certain powers that there's you certain get powers and that weapons that you, that you take yeah. shortcuts or get to certain yeah. areas yeah. You it's metroidvania in the way that you can kit your, yeah. kit yourself out to like yep. set yourself up for there success, are five but, permanent yeah. rooms mm-hmm. that you can get yeah um number six uh so, sort of uh in a similar vein celeste yeah um just a super punishing platformer tom marks famously gave it a 10 earlier this year um very different game from dead cells i mean it's yeah. kind of funny yeah. having these kind of very similar looking games. i just met in sort of like a retro yeah. throwback style right like yep. I, I do think celeste is probably one of the most charming games on the switch <laughs> it tells a story that like i was unprepared to have an 8-bit style game delivered to me like i think it's a really really brilliant game I agree. I think it's very good. Mm-hmm. I am surprised by I, the high I like it less than Tom. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say it like Me that. Me too. And I, I certainly would never put it this high. I think it's a really, really good game that belongs in this list. And, and I played it on Switch. It's great on Switch. But um, I'm not quite as in love with it as, yeah. as a lot of other people. Like that game got a what what rating did it? Ten. Get? Ten we out of ten. Ten. Right. Yeah. It's like, perfect ten. Yeah. It's there, there are a lot of people in the office who absolutely adore this and think it's just completely fantastic. I not love this just game. not just due to the mechanics, but the storytelling yeah. as well. And, and both yeah. are fantastic. I like it, but I would have put it. You know, I would have put it behind Darkest Dungeon. That uh, no, ahead of Darkest Dungeon. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Just, just to just yeah. to be just, a, to, just to be a basket. I like. To you, I actually like Celeste. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five. Uh, one of my favorite games from last year. Yeah. If you've if you've listened <laughs> if you listened to NVC at all in 2017, you heard us rave about this game all damn yeah. year, and that is SteamWorld Dig Two. Um, speaking of really great Metroidvanias, yeah. this this game is fantastic. Uh, just a phenomenal, uh, addictive. It's sort of yeah that that, yeah. that loop the gameplay yeah. loop you yep. just want to keep it going yeah and uh, I, I I did everything in this game <laughs> I just did every single thing. one of the few games in recent memory that uh, I've been uh, beaten and then immediately started over mm-hmm. wow yeah uh, also worth noting the original Steamroll Dig is also very good yeah also and it's only Switch. nine dollars or something Steamroll yeah. Heist yeah is also very Steam, good. Uh, Steamroll Heist is great yeah. Yeah. I need to play Heist very different game yeah, yeah. turn based strategy as compared yep. to Metroidvania uh, number four Splatoon two yeah. Man. Yeah, I, I'm the only person on Earth who loves this game for single player and hasn't played the multiplayer. Oh, really? Uh, you literally I, uh, are the only person I, on Earth. Yeah, I missed right. it completely. Uh, and then just a few months ago, I played through uh, the entire campaign and uh, the Octo DLC, and I adore it. I, I actually think the campaign's really inventive and fun. Yeah, me too. Get 
get a couple of friends together and just play Salmon Run. Salmon right? Run is yeah. because it's not yeah. you. You don't have this investment in like gear development and like going up against human players. You play together against the the horde basically. But I'm bad at video games, fair. It doesn't matter. That's you're okay. Not that Nobody's bad. really good at Splatoon. Uh, and the difficulty in this ramps up. You can you can set it. Um, mm -hmm. No, it's just this co-op mode was the big new addition for this edition for for Splatoon two, but Splatoon ones like everything that made multiplayer so good, including the events and the new things that get added over time, the new stages that unlock are in Splatoon 2. It's just such a smart, awesome multiplayer game. Uh, apologies to Dan. We are running heavy on this show, so I do want to speed through these last few here. But uh, number three, we already talked about uh, earlier in the episode, and that's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Brilliant. Just one of the probably the best kart racer ever made. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's right. Freaking love this game. It took the office by storm when it came out Gorgeous. on Wii U, and it so came. Pretty. Uh, yeah, and I did the same thing when it came out here and, uh, on Switch. And I will take any excuse to race people in Mario Kart 8 at any given time. I'm not very good at it. I lose a lot, <laughs> but I do love this game so much. Um, number two, uh, I, if you're if you haven't already guessed two and yeah. one, yeah. like what are you so doing? Easy. Here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, probably the the successor, the the actual true sequel to Super Mario sixty four. I feel like, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, so I feel like Damon. I agree I, with that. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. You, I feel like you were a big proponent of of Odyssey when it initially shipped. Oh, me, yeah. yeah. Everyone loves. Who doesn't love this game? And yeah. is there yep. anybody watching the show, or listening to the show, who has not bought Mario Odyssey yet? I I would love to know why. What's what's keeping you from playing? It's just yeah. it's just joy in a cart. Yep. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Really. I think yeah. about it all the time, honestly. Like, yeah. yeah, me too. And it, it <laughs> like the thing about it that, that's crazy for me is like I didn't I played through the game, finished the the main campaign or whatever, and it's so nice to occasionally just pop into a world and collect five or six stars that I haven't gotten or look for challenges that I haven't finished. And like I mean, it's just a gift that keeps on giving. I wish that they would do actual DLC for it, no. but I feel like we're yeah, a little past like a that window. Or, yeah. yeah. Just drop in like yeah. older themed levels. They you did know that what I mean? uh, find the balloon mode, which is that okay. was bad. I didn't eh, like that. Cute, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, I didn't it, want that. Yeah, I hundred percent of this game, and I just love it so much. Mm -hmm. I yeah, can't stop thinking about it. And of course, one, what could it be? At number one, it is the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Probably one of the greatest yeah. games ever made. Yep. Easy. Like I think now it's my favorite game of all time. Yeah. For yeah. the longest time, it was Ocarina of Time. That was mm -hmm. just yeah. sort of the easy route for like. But do you think it's better than that? Yeah. Oh, I, no, this I do is, too. This yeah. is my favorite game of all. I time. would rather play yeah. this than. Um, Ocarina, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens when Red Dead Redemption comes out in uh, in a mere hours. Yeah. Um, but like this, uh, this game is just uh, like just thinking about it and thinking of all the things you discovered on the quest and how yeah. different some of the areas were like how different the island is from a labyrinth or you know it's it's so funny how so how distinctly i i recall certain moments of this game mm -hmm. yep. you know like to me the first time i ventured into like the the rainforest area and that was so different from anything else in the game. And then there's a side quest there, a temple quest, where you have to put a bunch of metal objects on top of this rock, that, and then lightning strikes it, and it blows up, and it reveals a temple. And like to me, that was just one of those things that was just like, no other game does anything like this. Like This yeah. is absolutely amazing. And, and how, how weak you feel in the beginning. When you yeah. meet your first guardian, you're like, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to beat a guardian. Like It just seems so scary and yeah. powerful. And then when you're this badass 20 yeah. hours in, you're just chopping off limbs and stuff. It's so good. It's a, it's it's a game so, that I yeah. played through uh, in its entirety once on my own, once for Link Together, <laughs> uh, again in master mode, and did all the DLC challenges. So like I yeah. legitimately have probably more than 400 hours in Breath yeah. of the Wild. Wow. And the other day, as I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I was thinking... You know, I could probably play Breath of the Wild. I was again. thinking yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah, it's about time. It's been, yeah. you know, it's been a while. I could get, I could it, get back to it. So it sets such a benchmark for the idea of an open world game that you know you you mentioned Red Dead. It, it's really interesting. It's been hard for me to get into any other open world game since this uh, mm -hmm. because I'm like, I want to climb that. Uh, Odyssey, so, Odyssey, Odyssey is really nice good. That way. Yeah. yeah, Odyssey, you know. You can climb almost anything in Odyssey now. Yeah, yeah. Nice, I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely More learned that from Breath yeah. of the Wild. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, now it's time for our favorite game that we play every week here on Video Game uh, 20 Questions? NBC. Yeah. No, it's a game, game that I like, to, uh, I like to call Question Block. Oh, yeah. not, like, not really a game. It's still not a game. Still not a game. Yeah. Not a game. Um, Gregory Allen writes in and says, what are your top three contenders for Nintendo Switch Game of the Year, and do you think your opinions might change before year's end? Hashtag Smash is coming. Uh, what came out this year? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> you got to open up your Switch me, and take me, a look. Let me look at my Switch. Hold on. I mean, Dead Cells is up there for me. Yeah, Dead Cells is, Dead yeah, Dead Cells Cells is up, there up there for me, too. Bloodstained is up there for me as yeah. a new game, a new release. Yeah, Bloodstained is really good. Obviously, Picross S2. Yeah, of course, Picross. Um, <laughs> I also like Picross. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, this, this year, 
this year it was a little lighter. It doesn't have the well, heavy this, hitters that we had last this year. This sort of goes hand in hand. Octopath, I think, is, is Octopath, one of the yeah. best Switch yeah. games this year, too. This sort of goes hand in hand with Chase Johnson's question where he asks, is it safe to call this year's uh, the Switch a sophomore slump? Well, it's, so it's a weird thing because like it's a lighter year, but that's because last year almost literally every month mm-hmm. had a, a major game. Like The right. momentum of Switch's first year was just ridiculous. And so... Like, yes, I do think this is a sophomore slump, but it's also, like, you have to just appreciate how many good games are already on yeah. the system. And you right. got, I mean, we got, I, I think this year was definitely the year of the indies. We got a lot more indies. Obviously, we got Super Mario uh, Super Mario Party 2 and all that. But, like, really, uh, some of the indies really stuck out. And then DLC for Mario Plus Rabbits, we had good DLC. Xenoblade, we had just standalone mm-hmm. DLC. So, um I think there was a lot going on. Captain Toad coming back, that's also another game. But yeah, this is not one of those years that will define the Switch. And, you know, at the end of the life cycle, I'd be surprised if any 2018 Switch games will be in the top five. Yeah, we've, talked, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the idea of Nintendo having, like, an on-year and then an off-year and yeah, then Smash an on-year, right? Well, they're Smash yeah. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Smash, yeah. But like, the ones that are out now, I'm saying. But compare yeah, that to yeah. next year. Is, is We already know Animal Crossing, right. mm-hmm. Mansion. Like, yeah. I'm, it yeah. could be Metroid, but we know Pokemon. Like, Probably next year's not Metroid. a huge game for yeah. the first, or a huge year for Switch. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, Joe Arovich asks, uh, do you always listen to the music from the game that you're playing, or is there a band or genre that you'll put on instead? Um, no. It depends on the game. What, no, for me. what? I always, I never put any music on. Okay, game. you always Just play. You always listen to the game music. Hmm? Even, okay, so Picross. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. So Picross music. Me. There's only two pieces. I have to like. I have to stop. <laughs> well, I'm not playing that for hours at a time. Oh, I'm only I see. doing a okay. couple okay. puzzles. Right, and right. Oh, have you met my yeah. friend Pear? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Doctor Picross, as we call him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, most of the time I listen to the in-game music, especially for games that, you know, like story-based games or exploration-based games. But puzzle games, I do turn off the audio. And honestly, when I'm playing in the airplane, sometimes I don't even bother with the headphones with mm-hmm. puzzle games. I just play just playing silent. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, I think Andrew and I have talked about this before, mm-hmm. but like especially post-game stuff I'll do like and I don't tend to listen to a lot of music but I'll listen to a lot of podcasts like um, Mm -hmm. doing all the additional challenges in Spider-Man at the end of the Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of that game like doing all the crimes and stuff like I'll even go in and turn the music off but leave the sound effects on and then listen to a podcast and just kind of like you know go around and do like I could listen to music and do stuff in Assassin's Creed or Breath of the Wild yeah Breath of the Wild me at all I found all the Korok seeds while burning through Netflix seasons and podcasts and stuff because I would just sit there and play while I was like you know mostly focused on something else especially once they did that mask that like vibrated when you were closer to one mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um russ Plummer asks what is your most prized nintendo collectible oh look <laughs> that's your <laughs> that's most prized that's your most prized nintendo no, collectible i'm holding uh so the solaire amiibo that just came out with, yeah uh, dark souls the game omitted from the top 25 too um well, that's because we we all haven't gotten to play it because it hit the same day that we. Why are you list. Why are you haranguing me today? Because he you deserves really, it. You really bust my chops. Most prized Nintendo collectible is probably my 64 DD, the mm-hmm. N64 add-on. That's it's really cool. cool. Uh, you know, more kind of tchotchke-like stuff. I have the scroll from Wind Waker, mm-hmm. and it's very very long and it has all the the pictures on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if mine counts as a collectible, but uh, when I interviewed Miyamoto last year at E3, uh, that's not a collectible. Draw me a Mario. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. that's a collectible, that's a collectible yeah. for yeah. sure. He uh, <laughs> he drew me. Uh, he said it was the first time he had drawn Mario with Cappy on. So it's Mario with like Cappy, and it's like which that's really cool. Yeah. His, that boggles the mind because when I f- the first time I met Miyamoto, I was told like don't say anything to him. Don't look at him. Don't, don't talk to him. I like, just don't ask, just like, draw don't ask him questions. It was and actually, then Andrew's like, I met him and he drew me Mario. Uh, but it's because whoa. it was actually, uh, I'm still really proud of that piece. It's on IGN, but it was about kind of the legacy of Mario right. and how Mario had evolved. It's, a, was, it's an amazing piece, to be yeah, quite yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, he was making a point about like the design and how right. like uh, Mario was 2D, but he kind of envisioned him in 3D, but that his 3D Mario doesn't look like the actual 3D Mario that's mm. in Odyssey and stuff. Um, Very jealous. Mm. He was a very nice man. He actually did. We did have a nice chat, and he took a picture of me giving a thumbs up the first time. I yeah, yeah, that was good. He took um, a picture of you taking a thumbs up. Yeah, that's it's right. Just a picture, it's just of, a picture of me, and, but he took it, and he's like, "Great work." Um, <laughs> I don't have a ton of like like collectible collectibles. Uh, like, I don't have anything that's probably like worth a ton of money or anything. But I have almost all of the Legend of Zelda Figma 
uh, oh, nice. toys yeah. that I, and I love those guys. Those like, are they're really cool, so yeah. cool. Um, and I think that's probably like my favorite Nintendo stuff that I have. Mm. Damon, do you have any cool Nintendo yeah. stuff? I'm not a big collector, but I do have my original NES set with Rob the Robot and the Zap. Oh yeah, ooh, that's, that's pretty. That's, cool. that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Forgot my first four figures. I got Samus. Yeah, you know, that, that, we saw him earlier. I got. I got yeah, a well, I saw her earlier. Those are amazing. The the first four. Wolf Link. The uh, Wind Waker boat, the, the King Red Lions. I didn't that get one. that one. I was, that one is amazing. I'm out of room. <laughs> Those things are expensive. Yeah. Um, Mike Staub, this is the last question. Mike Staub asks, I'm going to Japan in two weeks for my second anniversary. First of all, congratulations. Way to be married. Congrats. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should I bring my 3DS or Switch or both? And what games uh, would best represent my trip while I'm there? Seriously thinking about Okami and Chrono Trigger. Um, Okami's really good. Okami's really great. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would say take both. Like, I mean, yeah. I, f- I feel like on this big international. The 3DS is so over. Just leave the Switch at home. I, I would. The 3DS. I, rude. I went to Japan and brought both too, and I didn't play much of my 3DS. Yeah. Honestly, like you, you have such a big variety of games that you probably have to catch up on. I would just bring the Switch. I think it depends on what on what you're playing at that time. When I was uh, last traveling internationally, I took both because I was playing, you know, a bunch of stuff on my Switch, but I was also playing Rhythm Heaven. I was playing um, Metroid, catching up on. Yeah, it. and now. Now I'm actually, uh, I just went back and purchased uh, the DS version of Chrono Trigger because it's mm-hmm. been probably 10 years since I played Chrono Trigger and I was really itching for it. So like, yeah. I'll be spending some time with the DS, so- which... Justin, the other day when I told him that I had bought Chrono Trigger, he said, yeah, this sounds like a perfect time of year to play that game. <laughs> so, I w- burn. By the way, I would bring The World Ends With You. Yeah, uh, because you can yep. play it in handheld mode on the plane and everything, and it has Shibuya in it, like it's set in Tokyo. Yeah, so I mean, if you're talking about like that. a representation thing, yeah. Yep. I was going to recommend a Neo Geo arcade game that is available on the Switch called Money Puzzle Exchanger. It's a oh, Money game. Puzzle Exchanger is good. It's a puzzle game where you have to match up uh, the different yen coins. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it'll oh. teach you all about the uh, different Perfect. yen uh, coins that you'll That's be really dealing helpful. with in Tokyo. Yeah. That's great. And right it's a on. really fun game. I love it. The one with the hole is the five. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's the one that always confuses me because those two aren't marked. Put them on your on a string around your neck. Is that what you did when you lived there? No. Okay, good. <laughs> the one yen coins feel like little plastic. They're they light, money. Yeah. You so can, light. It feels <laughs> like, I was going to say, you yeah. could probably yeah. bend them. You definitely bend them. Yep. Guys, all this yen talk is fun, but yeah. I'm afraid that our, our time has come to an end here today. we got to wrap yen it up. Nintendo voice chat. They <laughs> oh, call God. It. Very oh. good. Very good. Uh, Pear, Damon, Andrew, thank you so much for being on the show this thank week. Thank you, Zach. Such a, such a nice time having you guys around. And I also wanted to give a shout-out to our producer, Dan the Man, who, even though he put a low-res screenshot up at first, he went back and he did the work love and he you. put up a good one. So great work in there, Dan. Love hey, you, Dan. We love you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um Love, thank you guys. Well, Damon just likes you, but um, thank you guys for watching. We are Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo Show, every Thursday at 3 p.m. right here on Nintendo.com. <laughs> What's our website called? IGN.com. And every Friday at 3 p.m. on YouTube. Uh, come back next week when you can get the yen. And we'll explain what that means on another show. Maybe. You should try to get on Nintendo.com. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great, actually. Good plan. Get the yen. Get the Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.